songs. Hey everyone, welcome to Why Mommy Drinks. This is Betsy Stover. Hi! I am joined by a re- return guest, and I'm so happy she's back. Um, she's been on the show before. I've been on her show before. She's hilarious. She's an actress, comedian. She's a host of the Motherhood in Hollywood podcast. She's got two Emmys. Uh, no big deal. Heather Brooker. Hello. Yay. Hi, Mama. Thanks for having me back. I'm so excited to talk with you. I'm so excited to talk with you. I haven't seen you since the world stopped. So hi. 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 It's I feel like there's a lot of people where I'm like, I I feel like I see you on social media, but it's just not the same. You're right. You're right. Well, I feel like that's that's how I keep in in touch with like (laughs) maybe most people in my life is over social media. Yes. Do you have a pod? Are you in one of those parenting pods where you have like friends that you're hanging out with or are you guys totally cut off from the world? We are totally cut off from the world. Although we have three kids. So I feel like, you know, you you have one yeah. kid. I feel like it's more of an imperative mm-hmm. to, to you know, involve outside yeah. people. But we're just like, well, there's, th- there's three kids. Go play with each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go play with each other and like hopefully this will work out. Uh, so no, we haven't yeah. seen anyone. Uh, what about you? Wait, well, really quick. So everyone, I have three kids. They're all boys, five, eight, and ten. Heather, tell tell everyone what you got. I have one daughter. Her name is Channing, and she will be eight in a couple of months. Um, so yes, we are singletons. And you're right. She, she, it is imperative for us to try to get out and get social. The problem is we don't have a pod. I didn't know that people were doing that at the beginning of the pandemic. Oh so I didn't get in on a pod. And I was like, oh, no. And now, so for literally almost a year now, we've had nobody to play with, nobody to hang out with. Like, it's been, oh my God. It's been a little challenging. I totally hear that because I feel like everyone was like, "Oh no, we have a pod." Oh no, we yeah. yeah I'm like, like, wait, I'm like, where did it's like when you came up? The with teacher this? is like, "Okay, everyone, get a partner," and then you turn around and everyone's already clinging to someone. And you're like, "Shit, yes. <laughs> Jen, I missed it. I missed it." Because I honestly. I don't even think I heard about it until like last summer, and I saw somebody on Facebook was like, "Oh, thank God for my pod," and I'm like, "Your pod? What?" I, I didn't think we were allowed to do that. We've literally been sitting in our house for months. Yeah, also uh, with my our pods, only child. Our pod's not accepting new member members. Is that that's what I'm saying? I'm like, we don't go anywhere. You can corona test us if you want. We we're legit. Like we bring us into your pod, people. We want to play. And my poor daughter, who's super, super social, very outgoing. Like this has been so hard for her and she's handling it very well, but she definitely has her moments where she gets sad and she'll cry. And I'm like, Oh my baby, you know? Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so we're trying, that's why we try to like take drives every now and then road trips, you know? Um, and to keep her some, get something to look at or do other than our four walls in our house. Oh, you just reminded me. I I set up some camping trips for the summer, but they only rolled them out six months in advance. So I just realized as of today, maybe I can start. You're six months uh, out? Yeah. Where do you like to go camping? Well. And do you do like real camping or do you do like glamping? We do real camping. I think, oh. yeah, <laughs> I think it's, that's what we're doing. It's a tent. Sometimes you have to bring your own water, so I think that's real camping. Oh, that's real. Although oh, yeah. I might, I might try to avoid that in the in the future as much as possible because that's fucking stupid. <laughs> camping without water uh. in California. Come on. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Anything for me that doesn't have like 
a hotel nearby is roughing it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not, I'm not a outdoorsy gal. <laughs> I am, I'm outdoorsy, I think. My dad is a, is super outdoorsy and um, some of my siblings are super outdoorsy. Got lots of Eagle Scouts in my family. Oh, I love that. Um, my dad uh, did, uh, I'm sure everyone's tired of hearing me talk about it, but my dad was, uh, did um, outdoor ministry for decades which is really? like so he's a minister he's like a pastor but then it's like bible camps and stuff like he would direct them and he'd he'd live you know at the bible camp year round. i grew up going to bible camp every summer i'm very familiar shut the front door what shutting the front door now see now we're talking about bible camp and we're stopping swearing just in case shut the front just door and then open up a window because when jesus closes the door he opens a window <laughs> where uh what denomination yeah. did you grow up as um i well i hesitate telling people Uh (laughs) just because well because you know how it is especially out here in california there is a huge assumption um whenever you tell people one if you were raised christian or you are a christian there's a huge assumption that people make immediately of who you are and what you are and what you believe Hmm. i should say i'm a christian but i also like to drink and swear and fornicate so no kidding (laughs) you don't like any of those things I like to drink and swear, and I and I don't feel like people are going to hell if, because they believe differently than me and and all that stuff. So I, um, you sound like so most just, of the I Christians feel, I know, right, right. And I feel like you know not to go like get down a deep theological path here, but I feel like most Christians um, are more accepting and loving and than what we see on TV. Just like with any religion, there are your extremists. Mm-hmm. And those are the ones that are usually the loudest and the ones that are usually the most judgmental and crazy. And those are the ones that give Christians a bad reputation. Yeah. And because the mo- Christians I know are not so, uh, not so judgy. Like, well, I just hate, you know, I'm just going to put it out there. They're not quite so judgy. They're more just like, hey, let's, they're just normal people, you know? Yeah. Living their lives. I like wine <laughs> and I don't even have to, I like I like to get drunk and swear yeah. and rap. And you can also you can still be a person uh, who uh, is religious and Christian, and yeah. and also those things can all live together inside of yourself. Yeah. Uh, so I did not know that about your dad though that he was like. So did he mostly focus on like summer summer camps or like like youth stuff or? What do you mean when you say he was like an outdoor minister? Yeah, so he thing. would direct Bible camps. So he, yeah. so it was family camps, it was youth camps. Um, you know, they would do different things all year round. So like maybe a bunch of senior citizens might come up in the winter and do snowshoeing, and you know. Um, so That's yeah, so cute. it was technically year round. Although I think summer was real, really their bread and butter because you know. Mm-hmm. But some winter camps, it was he worked m- mostly in Minnesota and Canada and also Pennsylvania. Um, and those are all pretty cold places in the winter time. Uh, yeah, um, but ours was called Tiger yeah, w- Mountain. What Tiger Mountain? It was. Wow. It was called Tiger Mountain, and we would oh go God. every summer for like months. <laughs> Heather, guess where we were? Leech oh, no. Lake. Stop it! <laughs> That's no. not a joke. <laughs> That's the worst name ever for like a church camp. <laughs> Tiger Mountain. That's so Leech bad. Lake. That's so bad. Ooh. Yeah, and guess guess what it was oh. filled with? Leeches. Of, Stop it. So you couldn't even swim in the in the leech in the lake because I did, but I was little and I don't know. The I will always think about me. that scene. 
in Stand By Me. Remember that scene in Stand By Me where I think it's Gordy gets the leeches in his crotch and it's implied that it's like on his wiener (laughs) and he like pulls it out and he sees it in the blood and he like passes out. (laughs) Do you remember that? Am I dating myself and talking about Stand By Me? You know what? I don't have a big connection with that movie. I think because for some reason my mom, well, I guess because it's a Stephen King. Uh, Were you not allowed story. to watch it? Yeah, wasn't there was a lot I wasn't allowed to watch either, but I did. My mom was State super inconsistent though, because it was like, well, you oh. can't watch that, but then here's this crazy thing that you can watch. Like it, it didn't make it. like people under the stairs or something. I was like not allowed to listen to Bon Jovi because there was the devil's music, but. I had HBO and Cinemax, so I watched Real Sex. Holy <laughs> shit. My mom didn't know that I was watching that, but like, um, she didn't really, there was no oversight in HBO at that time. But do you remember like the Real Sex series that came out? Yeah. And it was graphic. Yeah. And I remember at like 13 being like, <gasps> that's what latex is yeah. for? Yeah. Like, people and it was all like, like kink. <laughs> it was very kinky. And it was before the internet sort of made mm-hmm. kink like, really accessible Readily to everyone it's like yeah. oh right there are some people who like to act like babies and then they like to have sex like that there's some people that <laughs> you know dress up diaper. as stuffed animals huh? and then they have sex like and that. like people would have like sex parties and stuff and like swap partners and i just remember being like that's not what the bible says to do <laughs> Um, but I, yeah, but then my mom would be like, Bon Jovi is of the devil. Give me your Bon Jovi tape. Or, but it was more like, hey, Heather, because we're from Oklahoma. She'd be like, hey, Heather, I don't think you should listen to that Bon Jovi anymore. They're from the devil. I don't even know what Bon Jovi means. I'm like, mom, it's his name. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Heather, and I, I think you're to- of the devil. I don't even know what your name means. <laughs> you better give me them tapes, girl. And I'd be like, okay, I don't want to go to hell. Bon jo- of all, um, like Bon Jovi is so like soft and clean and like... <laughs> And just like perfect, so perfect. He's just a pretty boy. Although, although his inauguration song was not good. Did you see that his what he sang? No, for the I did special? not watch the concert. What happened? It was bad. It was bad. It was a bad choice. I don't remember what it was, but I just remember being like, "Ooh, why aren't you singing Living on a Prayer?" Like that's what we all want to hear. It was some. Oh, it was Here Comes the Sun. Do 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 do. Yeah, that's a weird <laughs> choice for Bon Jovi. It was a- it was very weird. I mean, it's a nice it was song, but he didn't sing it nice. Nah. Uh, and, and I say this as a lifelong, despite my mother's concerns, a lifelong Bon Jovi fan. Here's the deal, too. Like, it was so intense. Like, I was not allowed to go to, I had bought tickets to the Bon Jovi concert, and I had to give them away. I was not allowed to go oh because she thought they were so evil. And so my whole life, I feel like I missed the chance, you know, to see Bon Jovi in the in the 90, like early 90s, late 80s in concert mm. live until finally a few years ago, they came to to Staples Center and I called my friend Retta who's from Chicago she's got big hair she loves Bon Jovi let's go and so she, I was like we're gonna go and we went and I just remember like such a big tool bag just crying in the audience and be like we're halfway there I mean I was living my best life and oh. I was like I'll never be happier than I am right now you were living on a prayer <laughs> I was living on like a prayer it was so good it was such a good moment but it's just crazy how like what our parents say and what they do and you know, their issues and their interpretation of, of religion or whatever can affect us throughout our whole life. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, my gosh. You millennials listening won't know anything about this, but 
when Madonna came out with uh, Like a Prayer and there was a video, mm. there was like a black Jesus, she kisses him. Um, and <laughs> oh my God, yeah. everyone lost their damn minds. And yes. everyone was like, you can't watch MTV anymore. Like all of my, I feel like so many of my no friends Madonna. were not allowed to watch MTV anymore. Madonna was Satan. Um, mm-hmm. you know. Did you ever listen to, there was a series, I'm sorry I'm turning your comedy podcast into a religion podcast. No, we but there was um, There was um, a series that we had to watch called Hell's Bells. And it was all about Who made you evil watch music at church. We had to watch it at church. Okay. Our youth group watched it and it was a video series called Hell's Bells and it was all about like back masking in music. Remember that was a thing they said that like the Beatles allegedly um, put secret evil messages in their music, but you could only hear it if you play the tapes backwards. Um, Wait, really and quick. It just, what was their really? fear? Like was anyone's subconscious mind like translating yes. backwards words and then being like yeah. ah i followed the devil now Saint. yes that's what they thought they thought that music be- would lead to the gates of hell uh it was like an open like a door like a portal devil music was a portal opening into these evil things like drugs and sex and okay. you know more rock and roll and now some of the bands they showed um, were like Bon Jovi and Guns N' Roses. And I was like, oh, those are like my favorites. What? And then they would show like Pink Floyd and the Beatles and stuff like that. <laughs> and I was like, or Led Zeppelin. That was one I was like, I love Led Zeppelin. But they were like, oh, they're straight up evil. That song, Stairway to Heaven, it is not about heaven. It is not about heaven. And I was like, where's the stairway lead? Um, is it a vagina? Not to heaven. Is it a vagina? It is stair- the stairway to vagina. Okay. Which would be a great cover. Let's do that. <laughs> this uh, is an actual <laughs> question. Is stairway to heaven about a vagina? Uh, I don't. I think so. Okay. I, mean, I it think it's be, about right? like sex, sex, right? Which is, yeah, they were just like, oh, it's about, you know, all these bad, horrible things you shouldn't listen to as a young child. But to be fair, some of the bands they highlighted in this were actually like straight up devil worshippers. They were they were like it was like guar. Okay, yeah, guar. Yeah, yeah, guar. I, I don't think <laughs> I want. They're straight up I don't like think I want my kids now to listen to guar. Yeah, no, no, no. So like to be fair, some of them were like, oh, okay, yeah, I probably this this music makes me uncomfortable. But yeah. I feel like it was setting up this premise for my whole life to be afraid of something that. <laughs> should be celebrated you know which is so funny that i married a man who loves music his passion is music he knows everything about rock and roll he also loves stephen king books and movies and things that i was always taught to be afraid of that were evil my husband's like yeah i'm reading i'm watching the stand you know so heather was like you're a bad boy i like you're a bad boy (laughs) my little my little radio dj i'm gonna get with you uh, <laughs> oh, back in the days when radio DJs were allowed to radio DJ. I know. He could pick his own songs. He could play whatever. He he would have, like, indie bands come into the studio and, like, <gasps> shoot the shit and then, like, play their tracks. Like, it was, you know, that's how old we are. Yeah, y'all, like, back, it was, like, real in, day. back in yeah. the day, radio DJs could just choose whatever music they wanted to play and then they would manually play it. These days, yeah. they're not allowed to do that. The the person who's in charge of their station or even in mm-hmm. charge of their, like, a, a group of stations all over the yeah. country chooses a playlist and they play it. And then that's that. 
they don't have any choice. And that's ultimately why he got out of radio, I think, because he had, as a program director, he became a program director and music director as well. He had no creative control over what songs he got to play. Like he was told, you have to play X, Y, Z this many times an hour, you know? And he's like, yeah, but like, there's no variety here at all. Yeah. And it's just was plug and play. And he just sort of lost like the, his passion for it, which is why I think I mentioned he's going to try to start maybe his own like radio show or whatever to kind of see if he can have some control back or whatever. That's very cool. Yeah. They really yeah. Kind of cut off um, DJs uh, at the knees there. They, yeah, kind of yeah. robbed them of the fun parts of DJing, of music. Yeah, of music. So of that devil like, music. <laughs> share that devil music and be like, "Come <laughs> join Satan with me." Oh boy! Exactly. All right, let me tell you what has been breaking me. Um, at Christmas time, uh, my husband bought our kids, kid, one of them, maybe all of them, a rock tumbler. Um, oh. yes. So. I know. <laughs> so I remember when I was a kid, my I went to Tori Tobin's house. She had a rock tumbler in their downstairs playroom den. And I was like, ooh, we let's do it. And I remember her being like, uh. Um, and I didn't understand why. I was like, let's put some fucking rocks in there and like make them shiny. Yeah. It's going to be See what awesome. See And I think my husband was that way too. I don't, I don't know if he ever had a rock tumbler as a kid. Um, I also don't know if any one of our children um, displayed an interest in a rock tumbler. (laughs) Um, But now we have a rock tumbler. Um, And you better believe that the day... Okay, so first of all, my husband is the one who was like, everyone wants a rock tumbler. I will buy us a rock (laughs) tumbler. Look at this rock tumbler. Dude, don't you like it? And everyone's like, sure. And he was like, let's set up this rock tumbler. I'm making it happen. Okay. Oh, dad's living out his childhood dreams. I think that's a little bit of what's happening. I think he was like, mm-hmm. I would like a rock tumbler. And let's pretend the kids want it. And let's let's make some shiny rocks. Um, oh, and for anyone who doesn't know what a rock tumbler does, you put like, you put rocks or whatever into this thing. And then uh, you put like maybe some grit in there, some sand, and it does what nature does, but it does it really fast. So imagine a rock or a piece of glass in the ocean. It's churning around there. It's it's brushing up against the sand and over lots and lots of time, it, it sands it down into this beautiful, shiny, smooth thing. Um, and so a rock tumbler does that in a very short period of time, but not that short, Heather. I thought it, it was, <laughs> I thought it was going to be like, <laughs> Mm, a few hours here's what here's the reality of it so first of all it was like christmas day i'm downstairs doing something in the kitchen and i'm like what is that sound what are the neighbors <laughs> on the other side of this wall uh doing they must be doing some kind of construction um yeah. and but it kept persisting and i was like gosh what is that sound and and ari was like oh it's it's the rock tumbler. And I was like, wait, what? I went, went upstairs to the playroom, which is right on top of the kitchen. And there is this rock tumbler. And it doesn't appear as if rock tumbler technology has improved or changed at all in the last 30, <laughs> all the same. 35 years. <laughs> it is just, it's a fuck it. It's like, imagine 
um, a, a, one of those squat little uh, soup thermoses that kids take to school. It's on its side and it's on a tiny little treadmill. And it's just going around and around and around with a bunch of rocks in it. And um, it is so loud. It is oh my God, I bet. It's so, so loud. loud. It's not just the rocks being like... <laughs> but it's also this like tiny little treadmill going i mean lord knows how much money in electricity bills we're gonna be paying for this fucking <laughs> these shiny rocks but okay so this so we've been running it what today is february 1st this thing has been running off and on mostly on i feel like since christmas um it is so loud that <laughs> First of all, oh, no. my my ten year old has to. That's his. That's his workroom. That's where he goes to school in the playroom. Oh, and it is so fucking loud. So loud. Yeah. And we have to kind of like we oftentimes have to turn it off when he's in there. At nighttime, we have to close the we have to close the door during the day and at night because it is so loud that you can hear it downstairs. You can hear it down the hall. You can hear it in oh, bed. No. Um. And it's like shoes in a dryer, but like amplify. You know how you put tennis shoes in a dryer, but like more metallic sounding. Yes. But yeah. You know, I know exactly what you're talking about. And it goes for days, Forever. weeks. Yes. I had no idea. And I'm thinking back Ugh. to like at being at Tori Tobin's house and being like, let's let's make this thing happen. She's like, no. Nah. <laughs> and she's like, no, thanks. No, I, get like, it. I don't think you realize. Yeah. I thought we were just going to. Chip chop make some some cute uh, stones in like ten minutes, um, but yeah. So I uh, I think we're only on like four out of ten stages of uh, making these stupid fucking rocks, and um, and here we go. It's been weeks, uh, and uh, it's not. How many rocks me. have you had? How many rocks oh, have none. you had come out? Oh, none. There are no rocks, no rocks? That have come out because we are only in stage oh. four of ten stages, according to the machine. It has a little button. It has a little like light, and it's like, oh, and now oh. it's stage four, stage five. So we're still on stage four. Oh no! And uh, I just uh, oh no! It, I and here's the thing: it's like once you get to the end. What are you gonna do with the rocks? They're just gonna sit in your on your mantle, like <laughs> they'll probably go in the gallon-sized um, bag of pre-existing rocks, rocks that we have on our <laughs> dining room bookshelf. Wow! Yeah, everyone's gonna be like, "Look at that!" Okay, anyway, I like the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> but in the meantime, we have this fucking like construction zone in our <laughs> in the playroom that we can't get away from the sound. It's so fucking oh, stupid. No. Oh, oh no, that's so frustrating. Well, listen, just think of all the rocks and memories, each one hard earned and hard fought that your children will forget about by next Christmas. <laughs> next and Christmas it'll is just when the be... first batch of rocks will be ready. Yes, and your and their friends will come over and go, cool, a rock tumbler, and they'll be like, no, trust me, no. <laughs> Let's make some shiny rocks. Um, check back in. You with know, us it's in a, that's six a, months. 
That's a craze that that's there's something that you know a craze a trend that keeps happening on TikTok. I don't know if you're on the TikTok. Oh my god! But I keep thank seeing... you for bringing it up, Heather. We just joined TikTok. We are oh, Wine Mommy yay. Drinks podcast at TikTok. We have like mm, 13 followers. Mm, come, yay! Join us. Yeah, oh my god, no, you guys will blow up. It's so much easier to grow on TikTok than it is on any other platform, especially not you know not Facebook and Instagram is is garbage um, for growing, especially if you're brand new. Oh, really quick, can um, I give a quick shout yeah. out to uh, some uh, an old Sure. Uh, a friend of mine um he he does a podcast called dumb the dumb dad podcast and they are on tiktok the dumb dad podcast and their content is Mwah! i was on there His for like chef's a, kiss an hour plus just watching all that shit the other oh, day and cute. it was laugh out loud funny okay all right well i'm gonna go on there and Heather. judge them harshly and then i'll let you know if they're funny <laughs> you'll, you'll um, want to and then you'll be like oh this is very funny and adorable I love it. I always get so mad that I'm like, damn it. I had this idea. Why didn't I do it? Oh, because I'm lazy. I see that all the time. I'm like, I can relate to this. Why didn't I do this? Oh, because I look I at it much. and I'm like, how did they do this? I'm like, this looks like it takes a lot of work. There's editing. There's What's it called again? The dad what? Dumb dad. Dumb dad. Oh, the dumb podcast. dad. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a note. <laughs> and they actually refer dumb to their dad. listeners as dummies. Um, I, also, I think moms would enjoy this content as well. It's it's uh, it's not that dad Cute. specific, really. Because um, these well, are one like of the trends on tic- woke dads. Oh, go ahead. Oh no! I oh, just woke gonna- dads. No, I love that. Well, one of the trends on TikTok is the rock tumbler. Like it keeps coming up in my for you page every once in a while, where people will take some rocks and they'll put it in the tumbler, and then they'll come back, like who knows when later, and they'll pull out the rock and be like, "Ooh, shiny!" and yeah, so I keep seeing the rock tumblers. That's why when you said that, I was like, oh, I know what that is because of the TikTok. So you could make a TikTok out of your rock tumbler and at least, you know, maybe you'll get like something out of it. There's a fan base for the rock tumbling. Hey, everyone. <laughs> check out this rock tumbler that no one else in my house is very excited about except for my husband. It only took us three months to make it. Enjoy. Have <laughs> Look you how shiny. Wanted to have something that started out ugly and then it comes out pretty and then you're like, huh. And then you never think about it again. Well, then, let me tell you about this rock is, tumblers. Let me show you what I did. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. I love that. I love that. That's Lord so knows, cool. Well, Lord knows how hopefully. expensive it was. Oh, was it really? Oh no, I don't know. <laughs> I don't oh, want to okay. know. I don't want. Okay, to know. no, don't don't ask. <laughs> I think it was like fifty dollars, sixty dollars for this. Okay, some shiny rocks out of it. My daughter loves gems and stones and things like that. Like, she'll be walking around somewhere and be like, ooh, you know, shiny. You know, she's been like that since she was little. She's a crow. I can't tell you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. can't tell you how many little things she's come up to me with, like something shiny she found because she's closer to the ground and she sees them all. <laughs> um, and somebody told me once, which I thought was like such a great idea, to like keep all of the little gems and little shiny things and pennies or whatever she found and like keep them in a jar. And I was like, that is so clever and thoughtful. And then I never did it. (laughs) So I could like, she like the idea is to give it to them when they're older and be like, look at all these little treasures you found when you were a baby. And then I'm like, so not crafty that I just forgot. And now I'm like, uh, I'll just tell her about it. I don't know, man. Do you want that jar of shit you found when you were a kid? No. I don't want that. But but here's the thing. Like, Pinterest moms and moms who do those kinds of, like, crafty, creative things, they're very proud of, like, they think, you know, they've really nailed it in that area. And I'm always like, I think that's great. I just don't want to do it. Yeah. And I don't... (laughs) 
<laughs> but or good like, for you. They can find a cute way to maybe present it and like mm-hmm. display yeah, it. Yeah, so cute. Whereas like if Amy I displayed Poehler- it, it would just look like a jar of shit. A jar of shit. A jar of crap. And like Amy Poehler's book, and she says, good for you, but not for me, is go. something that I have always sort of um, had it forever, even before. I mean, I basically invented it, and then Amy Poehler like wrote it in her book. But... um. <laughs> But I've always sort of been of the philosophy, hey, that's great. Good for you. It's not for me, but good for you. You know, keep keep doing your thing. I mm-hmm. wish I was more like artsy craftsy mom, but I'm just bad at it. I'm bad at it. I am artsy craftsy and I am good at it. But I, I just don't that. have the time or energy anymore. Now that I finally yeah. have kids, I'm like, I don't have time. I don't want to make a thing. <laughs> Like, but when I was younger and I didn't have kids, I was like, I just want to create. I want to make things. Did you scrapbook and do stuff like that? Like, how did your, how far did your arts and crafts love go? Um, well, I used to sew, um, some of my own clothes. Um, oh, that's awesome. Wilt. Um, I did a ton of cross stitch, embroidery, thread work. Cool. Um, and then also just like house stuff, like you know interior decorating to like make things and create like looks and stuff like that we yeah. just bought Channing her first um sewing machine and she was <gasps> you very just excited your daughter for her like first sewing machine yeah she really wanted to like start making stuff she did something at camp a couple years ago where they taught her how to use a sewing machine and she loved it and then we bought her a sewing machine and she just got really frustrated and I don't know how to use it so I had to like watch YouTube tutorials to try to help her because she was getting frustrated and so we're it's a work in progress I'm trying but I I'm just I don't have gifts in that area at all I wish I did (laughs) it's just not my area I do I enjoy sewing in the same way that I like baking I'm like I like to be precise and I like to plan things and then you put them together and you're like ah all of my planning and preciseness has paid off in this nice thing Um, i love it but yeah i yeah i love my sewing machine she and i don't we don't see each other much anymore uh, ever since just sort of like all of my friends now that i have kids i don't see them very much anymore yeah sure um but i still love them uh same thing for my sewing machine (laughs) one day one day oh my gosh someone post my husband sent me this tweet yesterday i didn't even get a chance to really look through it but everyone you know listening to the show knows that when i retire one day when i'm an old uh woman what i'd like to do is have a uh like a dollhouse a dollhouse that children can't touch and only i can and uh you know like a one of the like a, adult an adult dollhouse doll and i always like to think of it as it should be on a ping pong table because in my mind that's where like people put they're like my children have have grown up and they've they've moved away we don't use this ping pong table so now this is where my dollhouse goes my train yeah. set goes <laughs> um but yeah, that so is a he, real specific right? vision of. <laughs> I know it's my dream. I'm like, we have to first start to get a ping pong table. Then we need yes. to have our children move out, and then yes. But someone posted something. He was like, my my mom and my stepdad during quarantine like made this beautiful dollhouse, and he like posted all these pictures. And then there was another a comedian who also she like had like um an Instagram live like tour of those dollhouse that she made during. Uh, quarantine and then she like gave it to 
like a little girl who you know is gonna love it uh, yeah and i'm just I'm people have been so it. creative during quarantine and like i know we're not supposed to put pressure on ourselves in any way to like do anything right now but mm-hmm. i'm like oh man I feel like I should have been like getting fit and like writing a screenplay and like, you know, getting a treatment from a TV show and all this stuff. I have not done anything. And yet all, I just feel like everyone's found all of this like wonderful creativity and I'm just like trying to survive and get through day to day and like not try to not take a nap in the afternoon. Like that's my goal. (laughs) I mean, who are those people? Who are those people? Well, they're already like famous people with no children, probably. <laughs> there but... you go. They never, <laughs> I feel like everyone I know who has done something really exciting like that, they, none of them have kids. <laughs> mm-hmm, that's true. That's that's probably true. Or they have like a wife who stays home with the kids or a, or a nanny that's risking her health to come over and mm-hmm. stay with their kids while they write and produce. And yeah. Whatnot. Or they have a fucking Scrooge McDuck like room full mm-hmm. of money. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, all right, so we will not, we will not, I will not let that pressure get to me. But there are moments where I'm like, oh, why didn't I make something brilliant during this time? Instead, I'm just like occasionally vacuuming my house. (laughs) At least you're doing that. You got that one up on me. (laughs) 2020 was a real doozy. And if you're anything like everyone else, you might be feeling like it's time to get some help and talk with someone. BetterHelp is a customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. You don't even have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. I don't know anyone who isn't struggling right now, and it doesn't hurt to reach out for help. You deserve to feel happy. So what is therapy exactly? Well, it's whatever you want it to be. You can get help with motivation, depression, anxiety. Maybe you're having anger issues, stress, dealing with insecurity in relationships or at work. Maybe difficulties with your romantic relationships or your kids. Whatever you need. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. I tried it out and I was amazed at how easy it was to find a therapist and I was really impressed by how quickly they reached out to me. So join the millions of people who are seeing what therapy is really about. See if it's for you because you are your greatest asset. You got to put your oxygen mask on first before you can help everyone else. So for Why Mommy Drinks listeners, BetterHelp is going to give you 10% off your first month if you go to betterhelp.com slash drinks. So again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash drinks. And let's slide into 2021 feeling strong, happy, and healthy. No, dude, I feel like I, I feel like there's been like an atomic bomb that went off and I'm just every day just now crawling out of that crater for real like I literally feel like I'm like oh it's air and light yes you're we like does it feel like you've accumulated more stuff somehow over the past year like just just there seems to be more stuff everywhere well part of it is that I can't get rid of stuff because Mm -hmm. the places that take my stuff aren't taking my stuff right now oh you mean like goodwills and, and things like that yeah. the ones over here by us still take them and i every once in a while will have like a purge and be like we gotta get rid of everything you know the other problem is usually when i purge stuff in the house everyone is not here 
So now I have to like sneak it and it's just a whole thing. And so instead of that, I just don't. You just leave it. <laughs> so there's just, just be so like, much stuff. I want to get rid this... of all this stuff. I want to get rid of all this stuff. And then I want to uh, uh, just get a trailer and, and, and leave. And then go you want to do around. the trailer thing. Feel. And like, so would you do an Airstream trailer or where are you like an RV gal? Like what would you, if you had your druthers? This is a great question. I think I would rather have a pull along trailer because then you can leave it and your family can like go to the fucking grocery Still drive store. Around. Not bring your yeah. fucking house. Your um, Airstream or whatever. Plus what I'm seeing is, uh, all of the tra the trailers that you hook to your car um, mm -hmm. seem better because the ones that are a car, they're all like, it's like, do I really want to buy a 1984 car? No. Yeah. So it seems like a bad <laughs> investment. Like if I want to yes. resell it one day. Um, but yeah. it's also tricky because we have a Prius, which don't pull shit. No. Um, and we have three kids. So it's, it, I mean, that's five That's hard people. in an Airstream or a smaller, like, camper van situation like yeah. that. Like, that's, that's, that's another trend that's happening on TikTok is that all these people that are renovating, these millennials, no mm. offense to millennials, but it's mostly millennials that are renovating, like, camper vans mm. and trailers mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And they make them look so cute and fabulous. They have curtains. They have indoor LED lighting and mm -hmm. all this stuff. And I'm like, that looks fabulous. Like, I might... I might do that. Um, but I understand. I completely agree with what you say. My husband would love to have an RV. He wants to do that. He thinks it would be amazing. I think that does not sound like a good time. <laughs> you already I, said you don't like, you don't like camping unless there's a hotel I don't want to have to empty so. the shitter. I don't want to have to find a place to stay where we can empty our toilet into a vat. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to do that. That just sounds terrible. You don't want to empty wanna... a toilet into a vat, Heather? <laughs> no, thanks. Like we have to park it, you have to plug in hoses and then just watch your shit go into the ground. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do. I what want to wipe and walk away. <laughs> what a princess! What a diva! Right? My princess. Lottie dot. I want to wipe and walk hose. away. <laughs> I don't want to do that. That sounds terrible. Yeah, that is. That is something like last night I was looking at land and I was like, what if we got a tiny house and put it on land? But then, yeah, like none of them have sewer hookups and shit. No. And I'm not the kind of adult that knows how any of that stuff works. But HGTV and those shows, they make it look so appealing and so doable. But I feel like in reality, in like a practical situation, I don't want to live in basically a room the size of my dining room with my husband and my child and a, mm. our dog the size of a horse. Like, I just don't, I don't want to do that. That sounds terrible. Like, I also get claustrophobic really bad that I would just be like, everyone get away, yeah. you know? And so you have three kids. Like, I I would go, I don't, I would be like, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot. I mean, as long in a small as space, a that would be a lot. Door, I think I'm okay. Like, I just want to be yeah. able to close a door. Like, just have a little privacy. But in those tiny homes, there's no door. You walk in, you're in the kitchen, living room, and then you look back and there's the bed and that's it. And they're like, isn't yeah. it great? And I'm like, no, are you in, are you in prison? Why do you need so little space? <laughs> are like, you in just... Tokyo? What is happening? <laughs> 
Why are you purposely putting yourself in a prison cell just because you can move it around? You're right. The only door they usually have for those things is the bathroom door. And it's one of those barn doors that is on like a slider. Hey, everyone. Who fucking likes a bathroom with that kind of door? With the barn door. Yeah. Nothing stays in there. Sounds, smells. smells. It all comes through. <laughs> Can you imagine? You're having a fucking, you're having friends over and you're like, hold on. I'll be right back. I'm going to go two feet away behind the sliding door so you can hear me toot. Uh, no, thank you. No, thank you. Although, listen, we have to appreciate the ingenuity and the creativity of these people who are like, I'm going to live in this tiny, tiny room in this tiny house and save money. And they're probably richer than I am because they don't pay for any. They spent $20,000 on their house. Yeah. Honestly, props to that. I am so desperate just to like own my own home and have... Yeah. Like a place for us to be, um, you know, that's ours. Yeah. I just don't think we're in the right city for that, though. <laughs> I think we're going to have to yeah. move to Utah or something. Oh, yeah. We'll have to go, you know, Nashville at the at the very least. Uh, so many people moving to Nashville. They're, it's like all the rage. It is. I know yeah. some very cool people who just yeah. moved to nashville nashville and austin those are the two that people keep saying like i'm gonna still be in the industry or atlanta but they're gonna move you know somewhere they can afford and i'm like atlanta is hot like you think it's hot in socal it is hot and humid in atlanta for like months it's miserable it's also just as big as la like it's all spread out like very sprawling you're basically just making a lateral move there you know uh yeah although it is much i mean i love it's it's cheaper prettier yeah. i think atlanta is pretty it's very lush yeah. and yeah, green yeah, yeah. uh lots of grass and not as not so much desert yeah not so dry and like sort of mm-hmm. everything out here tends to be very beige <laughs> yes very so beige I, very earth tones i appreciate the lush greenness of atlanta but yeah it's fucking yeah. hot my family almost moved there the summer before eighth grade ninth grade and yeah. um yeah it was like 105 <laughs> And it was but so- it's humid, so it's different. Like when it's 105 here, you're like, oh, it's so hot. But then it you add like a layer of humidity on top of that, and you just feel like wet all the time. Oklahoma is the same way where I'm from. We get lots of humid weather there, and it's just so hot and sticky in the summer. Ugh. Heather, is Oklahoma technically Midwest? You know, people, I get that question a lot, and I feel like this is sort of up for debate. Ooh. I think that... Oklahoma is the south I feel like it's a little too far south and too close to Texas to be considered to be um midwest Mm -hmm. but it's also not like the deep south like it's not like your Alabama's you know your Missouri and all of that yeah so it's but also I think if you just base it on the people that live there it's more midwest if that makes sense yes because there's it's not quite as rednecky as like Texas and like, you know, like there are some rednecks there, but it's not quite like, you know, boots and spurs and cowboy hats everywhere. Um, but it's also, it's a little more like, I don't know, just ba- basic. Oklahoma is just like, Oklahoma is like Delaware. Like you just go, oh, okay. For me anyway. I, I don't- <laughs> what does that mean? I didn't even 
no shade on Delaware. But like when you think of it's Delaware, like you're not Delaware. like what's something specific that comes to mind for Delaware? There really isn't anything. That's like kind of Oklahoma. There's nothing. People think that we have a lot of like cowboy and Indian stuff because that's like the history of Oklahoma. But um, if you go to Tulsa or Oklahoma City, it just looks like any, you know, Midwest town hmm. that you would visit. They're beautiful. Tulsa is beautiful. Oklahoma City, not so much. But it's uh, Tulsa is beautiful. It's very lush. Talking about green, it's very lush. It's very green. Um, it's There's a lot of old oil money there. So there's a ton of like art galleries and um, a lot of nice restaurants and stuff like that. Um, but that's where I grew up was in Tulsa, in the Tulsa and Tulsa area, uh, but Oklahoma and, itself is, and yeah. what we learned, uh, you know, we, yeah, cat. and what white people <laughs> learned. Oh, your cat just, just freaking, I'm sorry. Like stood on your, the back of your chair, which is like she did. parkoured off it. She, she's came to zoom me. She's been like attacking my feet during this whole time, but she's spazzing out right now. I don't know what's going on with her. What I was going to say is like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure, uh, African Americans have known for years and years, but only recently did, uh, sort of the rest of us find out about, uh, the Tulsa massacre. And oh, I had no yeah. idea that Tulsa used to be like the, like wall street yes. of, for, for African Americans for, for years. It was surprising. That was so interesting to me when all of that started coming out. Cause I've known that, like I learned that in with Oklahoma history growing up, like I've, that's just something I've always known. And I didn't, it didn't even dawn on me that that wasn't something most people knew and about, um, yeah. And about the Tulsa massacre and all of that stuff. Like we, I've known about that forever and there is a long history of racism in that area. And I do believe that oh, in the that area is changing I'm joking. in, in that area, in all of, all of Oklahoma and on in that in whole that area. area, and then it and then it and just then the world out for thousands of miles. The world, uh, but I feel like in the past few years the tide is turning there. I feel like there's more younger people moving in, people with a larger scope and experience of the world who are bringing their mindset and values um, into Oklahoma. And there mm-hmm. is, it's not, Oklahoma's a red state. It's always been a red state. And those people are predominant. But it's, my hope is that the starting to change and the tide is changing and people are becoming more open-minded and, and everything. So um, to answer your question, mm, it's more like Midwest South, South Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> Heather, thank you for that. Thank You're you for welcome. that. I, I, it's very I'm, insightful. It is good. It is helpful. My mom's from Ohio, which I feel is always That's like Midwest. it's Midwest, but it also feels a little Southern to me. But also clearly I am so Yankee that Ohio feels Southern to me. So yeah. <laughs> well, people call Oklahoma the buckle of the Bible belt. That's adorable. Yeah. It's the and buckle it of the like Bible belt. Like it's deeply buckle. deep rooted religious state, Ooh. but it's also um, not like texas like yeehaw or deep south or whatever it's not quite that bad <laughs> i say that knowing full well that my mom will call me up and be like heather why don't you ever call me on sundays anymore and i'm like mom i gotta go you're so embarrassing mom i'm too busy at church i'm i gotta go to oh what oh that's the pastor he's calling me i gotta go i gotta go mom so heather tell me what has broken you uh, it's been so long since we've seen one another i'm sure 
you've well, I was thinking chance. about this. Yeah, I was thinking about this and I was actually talking to my husband and I was like, I feel like the the one thing that really comes to mind, it was actually quite a long time ago and I should have shared this on their first podcast. I think I shared something really stupid on your first one and I'm mad. No, I you like, shared, oh, I have you much shared better a great story. story. I remember if, for anyone who, who needs a refresher, Heather came on the show before. She talked about taking her daughter Channing to a dance class, dance dance gymnastics yeah gymnastics yeah and and she like lost track of her daughter and then some woman was um was trying to be like, a hero trying to be a hero <laughs> ended up being kind of a a huge bitch yeah um and i don't use that word lightly you know i uh, do but- regularly <laughs> i will just say it right to your face <laughs> But you know, it's a, it's a very gendered uh, slur. I don't. I, I yeah. try not to use it too much. But uh, that woman yeah. was a robot. She was. She was wanting um, praise for something that was her fault. But anyway, she was like, I found um, your child who I stole and and, yes. and followed like, into what? a bathroom. What? <laughs> so anyway, yes, exactly. That I love exactly that story. It. Well, I um, and I was thinking about this, and I I realized that. The, the one thing that immediately comes to mind, there's a couple, one of them, um, we could talk about too, but like this one in particular was when I was a new, new mom. And this is for any of the new moms that are listening or anybody that can, has ever been in this situation. I did not grow up around kids. I'm an only child. I babysat for like half a second when I was 14. Um, none of my friends had kids. Like I just didn't have a lot of experience with kids. So as a, when I knew I was going to become a mom, I was very nervous because I didn't know what to expect, what to do. Was I going to break her? Like, what do, what do I do? I literally had a manual that said day by day, what to expect when you're a mom. And the first day was like, you're going to come home from the hospital. And it was literally like that detailed. And I was like, and then what do I do? Like, I just didn't know. So, um, I'd had a C-section and an unplanned C-section and, um, was it was very painful and my recovery was very difficult and it was about uh three weeks in with my newborn and my husband had to go back to work and I had to take her to the doctor for her first you know like checkup yeah and I was like okay I can do this I had just started like walking on my own again like it was really traumatic and um so I'm in the car and I was like okay got her in the car She's on a fresh diaper. We are good to go. I can do this. I'm going to go into Starbucks. I'm going to get some coffee. And a Starbucks drive-thru had just opened by my house. <clears throat> and I go through the drive-thru. And when you're in the lane, you know, once you're in the lane and you've ordered, you can't, you can't go anywhere. And Channing starts screaming from the backseat. And I mean, like, next level, losing her shit, screaming. And uh. I didn't know what to do. I was like... I can't even open my door because it was a very narrow um, drive-through. So I couldn't open my door to go around and like check her. So I'm sitting there like, wait, what wait, do I do? Let me, let me, <clears throat> let me set the stage in my head. So had you already like pulled up to a window ordered and now you were in that sort of I, was in, I had ordered at the menu, at the drive-thru menu, and then I was wa- waiting to pull up. And for whatever reason, it was taking Got forever because, you know, people ordered 9,000 drinks at the Starbucks drive-thru. And yes. I'm sitting Plus, there yes. and so she's screaming. So that thing is always narrow. There's never yes. a way to, like, leave. Got it. Okay. There's never a way to leave. So she's screaming. She's losing her shit. And I am, like, shaking because I'm like, I don't know what to do. 
in this situation. I've never been in that situation before. I don't know if, you know, it's like, oh, babies just cry. That's what they do. You know, because you're not, nobody ever tells you really. Yeah. Nobody told me anyway what to babies do in that situation. Starbucks. That's a big part. <laughs> they do. That's the takeaway. Um, but she was, and the thing is, you know, when they're rear facing, I couldn't even see her oh, face. Yeah. And I was always told not, I was told not to get one of those mirrors to put on the back of the seat so you can see them. Because if you get in a car accident and that thing comes flying, off it'll decapitate your kid so i oh my god yes somebody told me that i've never heard that that is somebody told me that so i didn't even register for one of those a second no joke yes they said how would it decapitate your kid a lot of them are like a weird little piece of foam with like a yes well they were they they said not to get it. And I was like, oh my God, I don't want to decapitate my child. I'm never going to get one of those. So I didn't have a mirror. So I had no visibility with her and her face at all to see what was going on. So I am sitting here. And of course, it just felt like the drive through. I felt like I'd been there for hours. And I was like shaking and crying because I'm still in like pain and discomfort. She was obviously upset. I wanted to comfort her. So I start, I parked and I started undoing my um, seatbelt to get back there so she could at least see my face and she was obviously in some kind of distress or discomfort little did i know then that she was just fucking dramatic which i like <laughs> i know now which i know now she's just dramatic but i literally was so i'm sitting in the starbucks drive through in the back seat next to her going it's okay it's okay and i didn't want to take her out because if we started driving again i didn't want her to be loose and some dummy like ram me from behind and then decapitate my kid you know what i mean like Ugh. this is all of this crazy thoughts start going through your mind and of course you're mm-hmm. still hormonal because mm-hmm. i mean i was only three weeks post 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 birth and so i'm just like trying to comfort her and i see the cars ahead of me moving and I can't get out, so I have to crawl back into the front seat. I go up. I get my coffee. I immediately pull around into the Starbucks parking lot to get her out and check on her. And she had pooped her pants. She had pooped her diaper. And she was mad about it. So in the back of my car, my SUV, I pop open the trunk. I set her down back there. She's screaming bloody murder the whole time. And I am shaking. Yeah. I was, like, shaking. And uh, I changed her diaper in the back of my trunk and the Starbucks parking lot and then I just sat in my car and I just cried because I was like I'm gonna be such a terrible mom like she you know I didn't know what was wrong with her and like all this stuff I'm gonna cry like thinking about it because it was such a visceral (laughs) moment but like I wanted to do was do like a normal just one normal thing I just I was so excited in a drive-through what yep. could fucking ever go wrong? Yeah, I was like, I'm not even going to get her out of the car. We're just going to go through a drive-thru. I'm going to get a, my first cup of coffee, like, from Starbucks in weeks. And I was very excited to try to have a sense of normalcy again. And yeah. it was very traumatic. And I remember I called Chris, and I, I called my husband, and I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't think I can do this. You know, will you please come help me? And he's like, this is my first day back at work. You know, and he, but he did. He came home at lunch, you know, and it was just hard. Was. And so, like, I always think about that because there's so many times we we think because we talk about mom stuff and we get we give out mom information and we connect with other moms a lot but we forget when people and parents are new and they don't know what they're doing you know like you've had three kids now you're you got this but there's probably still moments where you're like wait am i am i doing the right thing you know but when you're brand brand new and you don't have that experience you start to spiral a little bit and you think am I failing what am I doing is she hurt are they am I are they 
you you feel a little helpless because you can't meet their needs and they can't communicate and that's just something I always I I always will remember is that feeling of complete and total helplessness helplessness for this person I had so much love for and um it's gotten progressively like a little bit easier because she can talk now obviously and we can communicate and I'm like stop being a butthole you know, like now it's a different situation, but I'll never, never forget that moment in that Starbucks drive through. And to this day, when I go through that Starbucks drive through, I have, I think about that moment is me crawling in the back seat to sit next to her to make sure she was okay. Cause I thought, what if she's choking? What if she's going to like stop breathing? But then I'm like, she's screaming so loud. She's definitely breathing. But like, it was, it was bad. And the lady at the Starbucks drive through, like, I just remember her looking at me with like horror cause she could hear my kid like losing her shit. So, um, and I'm so sure that's your just, face like, was given all sorts of insane messages. I to mean, her. I literally <laughs> was just like panicked. I'm sure she yes. was like, is your kid? Okay. You know, but I had this look of like panic and I, like I said, I was shaking and I'm, yeah. I'm not easily rattled. Like I can handle a lot, but that definitely broke me. Like if you're talking about a time when I lost it and started crying, um, and I just want to, I wanted to share that cause I think there's so many new moms out there who, and even moms maybe with older kids who you feel like a little helpless. Um, I don't know exactly what the answer is. I know we talk about not giving advice and not, you know, doing that thing, but I know for me, it just took some time and like doing things over and over again. Like the next doctor visit was so much better. The next outing to Starbucks was so much better. And like, it just sort of kept, you just got to keep going um and things do eventually get better so mm-hmm. anyway. it's like learning any new thing yeah sorry that was not a comedy story that wasn't like hilarious oh, no it doesn't have to be a comedy story <laughs> okay good like, i was I'm like so... this is gonna bum everyone out no oh my god also on the scale of one to bummed out that's so <clears throat> like we've heard very sad don't you worry that was a great story and so relatable and i love too that it was it's a little thing it's insane how like little things can Mm -hmm. break you that you're just like i'm gonna get a cup of coffee and then you're like now every time i get a cup of coffee i have post-traumatic stress like you you had a traumatic experience getting a cup of coffee parenthood is insane and and and, I'm and that so was like almost eight ugh. years ago. And I still think about it to this day. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I mean, I've never heard that whole, like, don't get a mirror for your baby mm-hmm. thing. I mean, maybe how old is his, your daughter again? She'll be eight in April. Yeah. It was I like, mean, don't attach anything technology. to the back seat. Yeah. It was like, don't attach anything to the back seat Cause if you get in an accident and it comes loose, it could like hit your kid. There was like some news I'm articles sorry or something. To like laugh. I mean, that's so crazy. So crazy. I'm gonna see if I can find articles and oh send, send you. But, freak but everybody. Also, out. like it's just there. You go. I'm so glad that I am done with that part of parenthood. Yeah. <laughs> because there's so much that's like you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Mm-hmm. Like you're like don't get a mirror. You'll decapitate your kid, and it'll be <laughs> your fault. Like oh my god, what a what a mind fuck. So for years, I never had anything back there that we attached to the seats. Nothing. Oh, my nothing. God. But she was rear facing. So for years, she rear faced and just talked to me. And I would just like, pat, you know, like reach back every now and then. And like, 
because mm-hmm. I was so paranoid of attaching anything to the back seat. Of course, because you had mm-hmm. been told something horrifying. Yeah. It's a crazy, you know, like this is what, and that's the thing with your right, like doling out advice and what people say to parents, like we, the people take something so to heart and you don't know how it affects them and you don't know how deeply they're going to start questioning their every decision, their every choice. Well, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and there you go. When you are, when you are pregnant, when you've just had a kid, when you've gone through a massive surgery and you're recovering, um, to then also on top of that have people be like telling you what to do, that everything you're doing is wrong, that what you thought was right is wrong, what what you thought was wrong is right. Like everything is so fucking topsy turvy. You're you're physically so fucked up. You're mentally and emotionally so drained and mm-hmm. and like just shattered. Um, it's such a <laughs> then on top of it just for everyone around you to be like you're doing this wrong. Mm-hmm. You're you're gonna mess your kid up. You're gonna like yeah. it's um it's so hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's so hard. And this is why mommy drinks, right? Yeah. <laughs> and if you're listening and you are in that place, if that's the sort of season of life, the season of parenthood that you're in, just know that like it this is par for the course. You're doing a great job. Um everyone feels this way. <laughs> Yeah. And you're going to get through it. It's not like this forever. Right. Um, That's my biggest takeaway, too, is I just want people to know it's not like that forever. It gets progressively better. It's hard when you're in the shit and in the thick of it, but it does get better. And then there are just moments of overwhelming joy and happiness where you're like, Starbucks, what? You know, like, this is the best. So, but it is hard in the moment. It is definitely hard. There are moments that are hard for sure. Hey, uh, what do you say I read a little uh, listener-submitted uh, story? Do it. You down? I am for it. All right. So this is from Donna, and I recognize the last name. I know her from the Facebook group. Hi, Donna. All right. So the subject. Um, you know what? I'm not even going to say the subject because I feel like... Uh... That gives it away. Mm-hmm. So this is from Donna. She's in the Facebook group. I recognize her name. Okay. Uh, Hi, Betsy. I discovered your podcast a couple months ago, and I'm addicted. It's been Mm. my escape and my saving grace. Without it, I would lose my shit daily. I'm the mother of five boys. (gasps) Oh, my. Oh, my God. Yes, five. Their ages are six, five, three, two, and a six-week-old. Oh, my gosh, Donna. Oh, my gosh, Donna. You're a superhero. How do you even remember how to write uh, or like form words? The story's going to get a bit lengthy, but please bear with me. I'm originally from Jersey, and now I live in a bumpkin town in Georgia. We chose to live here because my kids were constantly trying to escape our house in the city that we lived in. They always found a way out, so we had no other option than to find a house on a few acres of land in the middle of buttfuck nowhere. <laughs> kind of great. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> She's like, not even kidding. Uh, People are butt-fucking in the middle of nowhere. Okay. My three-year-old is autistic. He is nonverbal for the most part, but he's a fucking genius. He communicates through sign language and has a remarkable memory. We have a fence around our property and a high-tech security system. He has figured out the passcode to our gate four times. We literally cannot keep him contained. Oh, my God. 
We have gone as far as to give the sheriff's office and our surrounding neighbors pictures of all our boys in case they get out. At oh. this point, I can only laugh at the insanity that is my life. Oh, my God, Donna, I feel you. Wow. Oh, my God, that's insane. I love that. She's like, here are what my children look like. They get out all the time. Let me know. Wow. You got to put dog collars on these kids. All right. <laughs> Before all this corona madness, I had the opportunity to visit my grandmother in New Jersey. She doesn't say New Jersey, but I assume it's New Jersey. New Jersey, not yeah. Jersey, England. <laughs> but just the thought of having to take the kids gave me anxiety. Uh, I'm sure you guys can imagine. After many pleas and promises to help me with my kids from the family, I gave in. We went, and within a couple of hours of being there, it was clear that it would be the most miserable week of my life. Great. My husband <laughs> couldn't come with me because of work, so all the responsibility was on me. Okay, let's get this straight. So, Donna here has five children. Mm -hmm. They are boys which is a whole other kind of special kind of insanity. Um, and she is, and one of them is a baby, a yeah, super duper young baby. Yeah. And then she's going to New Jersey during a pandemic. Cool. Okay. Oh my gosh. Like visiting family with any kids is already stressful because mm -hmm. nothing is ever fucking childproof at your fucking grandma's house. <laughs> All right. Um, Oh, but her, oh my God, I can't, oh my God, this is, <laughs> I'm already having a panic attack just reading this. Okay. At this time, I was still pregnant with my fifth. I had really bad nausea all the time. My family helped keep an eye on my kids for the most part, but whenever they were tired of dealing with them, they just retreated into their bedrooms and left me with them. <sighs> my grandmother's house has a million different entrances. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> Oh, no. My grandmother's house has a million different entrances, and I was constantly running around making sure the doors were locked. I told everyone to please make sure to lock the door whenever they left. Well, my dad was leaving to go to work, and I was in the bathroom throwing up. He said he was locking the door, and so I didn't think anything of it when I walked out of my out of the bathroom, and I didn't see my, two my two-year-old and my three-year-old. Oh, no. Mm my aunt said that they were with her husband my brother comes bursting into the kitchen about 10 minutes later and shouts the cops have dad outside and he needs you uh. i'm an attorney that's what i remember about her I'm, mm. from the facebook group this woman is also an attorney wow that's this, amazing <laughs> this donna i'm an attorney and so my only thought was what the fuck has my dad done now? <laughs> I, <laughs> I approach the cops and they ask me where my kids are. Yikes. I tell them that they are inside and I need to know what's going on. They ask me if I can go get them. At this point, all of my aunts, uncles, cousins, and my two oldest are sitting on the porch and just staring. I yell at them to find Jesus. By the way, I just, I yell at them to find Jesus. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> find Jesus! Y'all find Jesus find for him. God's you sake. need it. <laughs> the police are here. We all gotta pray. Find right. Jesus. <laughs> oh my God. Right. I yell at them to find Jesus and bring and tell him to bring the babies to me. He comes out of the house and says he hasn't seen them in about 30 minutes. Oh my God. Uh, 
My heart sinks and I go into panic mode. I am running through the house, screaming and crying, trying to find my kids. I come out of the house to tell the cops that my kids are missing. And sure enough, they have them. Oh, no. You fuck faces. What? Where are your kids? We're not going to. We have them. We're not going to tell you. Tell you where they are. Panic. Oh, my God. Apparently, my dad came out of the house, and when he got into his car, he spotted a bunch of people staring at this small child crossing the street. <gasps> it was Gabriel, my two-year-old. He gets in his car and drives up to my son, throws him in the back of the car, and drives around the block. Oh. The bystanders call the cops because they think he's kidnapping them. Oh, no. <laughs> I am married to a white guy, and if it wasn't obvious by the amount of people that are... <laughs> Sorry. Um, and if it's not, and if it wasn't obvious by the amount of people that are all living in one house, I am Mexican. Uh-huh. I love that. That is hilarious. My kids are, my kids look nothing like me. So here people think this old Mexican guy is abducting this little white kid. The oh. cops swarm my dad outside of the house and demand he get out of the car and drop to the ground. Oh. While all of this is happening, my three-year-old non-verbal autistic child was scooped up by this Mexican lady down the street that speaks no English. She brings my son to the cops she sees up the street, and my son has shut down. He doesn't even want to sign them his name. I am mortified, and I could just die of embarrassment and shame. After much, after much parent shaming from the police and scolding from my grandmother, uh-uh. mm, fuck <clears throat> that noise, yeah. fuck that shit <laughs> fuck that shit get someone to write it in the sky with an airplane fuck that shit donna okay i pack up my shit and leave that same day i apologize to <laughs> yeah i apologize to my dad profusely and i know he feels bad that our visit ended the same day it began oh my god oh, the- no. oh my god Let's just say that when I got home, my husband took the rest of the week off and I didn't come out of my room for three days. Wow. We can laugh about it now and I'm the butt of many jokes, but everyone survived. Everyone is alive and happy. And every time someone brings it up, I pour myself a big glass of wine and pray (laughs) the memory goes away. Lol. From Donna. (laughs) Oh, Donna. (laughs) Wow. That is nuts it's like a domino like it just keeps getting where like it keeps going and going and going getting worse and worse and worse oh my gosh donna poor donna oh my god donna you are a warrior queen yes holy shit i can't i would be swearing and cussing at so many people and just yelling at everyone (laughs) oh my god donna handled it like a champ she handled it like a she handled like a fucking boss. Mm-hmm. The fact that she was like, you know what, fuck this shit. I'm going home and I'm taking my kids. Yes. And you watch the kids. I'm gonna go lay in my bedroom for three days mm-hmm. because I I just cannot. Mm-mm. Oh my god. And she was pregnant. Oh my god. Oh my god. On top of all of that, way to go. Good job, Donna. Good job, Donna. That is a fucking nightmare. You survived. <laughs> Your kids Yay. are all alive. There are so many ways that could have just gone real bad. Yeah. And, I mean, I feel bad that your poor father. I know. <laughs> poor, poor dad. 
That's terrifying. Dad, that is terrifying. This is America. Oh my god. <laughs> and also, of course, like of course, all those people were like, um, some man, some older man who's clearly not that kid's father. <laughs> just, just grabbed came him, by, scooped this kid up, put him in his car uh, that doesn't have you know a car seat. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> so like all of the different sides. I mean, they totally make sense. Oh, Donna. Oh, like, Donna. Donna is a champion. Just good job, Donna. Like, I can't imagine. You deserve that that glass of wine. <laughs> you deserve all the wine, Donna. Oh, my God. Thank you for sharing that story, Donna. That was epic. I know I say that every time, but, you know. But it is. Sending real are. fucking epic stories. Like, that was an epic shit show. <laughs> 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 Heather, is there anything you would like to uh, promote? Where can people see your work? I am loving promoting myself. If you haven't noticed, I really enjoy talking about myself a lot. Um, <clears throat> no, I would absolutely love it if people, they want to follow me on Instagram and Facebook at the Heather Brooker. You can also follow me on the Twitter where I tweet at Heather Brooker. And I uh, would love if you want to listen to my podcast. It's called Motherhood in Hollywood. You can find it on any podcast player or go to motherhoodinhollywood.com. Oh, there's a theme song. Yeah. And of course, uh, yeah, follow our new TikTok, uh, Why Mama yes. Drinks Podcast on TikTok. You guys do a and TikTok, course- I'll duet you. I'll do a duet with you. We'll like, we'll do something fun together. We're a couple of funny gals. We should be doing stuff. You are going to have to hold my hand through that process because I'm still not <laughs> totally sure what any of that means. <laughs> um, But yes, yes, please. Let's do a fucking duet, let's whatever do that oh. is. Um, and, uh, oh man, Heather, you're doing a great job. Thank you. That's very nice. So are you. I appreciate that so much. Thank you. I'm sorry that happened to you. That sounded Mm. really hard. It's all right. I'll be okay. I'm recovering. (laughs) (laughs) Recovering. And Donna, Donna, you are doing a great job. Yes. And, uh, you know, for all of you. Uh, if you find yourself uh, just uh, buying rock tumblers, not because your kids want them, just because you feel like you want one, or if you just want a fucking cup of coffee at Starbucks <laughs> and someone screaming at you because they're dramatic. <laughs> so dramatic. <laughs> or... If the cops think that maybe your dad kidnapped your kid, even though he's just making sure they don't get hit by a car, just know that you are doing a great job. Yes. My mommy drinks. Hi, my name is Lauren Ash. You may know me from starring in TV shows like Superstore or She-Ra or Scare Tactics. And I'm her sister, Christy Oxborough, semi-professional researcher and fully certified internet sleuth. And together, we are the hosts of True Crime and Cocktails, your new favorite true crime deep dive podcast. In season one of our show, we extensively researched all of the new Netflix Unsolved Mysteries episodes. And beginning in January 2021, season two will be a famous fatalities edition. From mysterious celebrity deaths to famous unsolved cases we'll be bringing you more boozy true crime combos so put on your pjs pour yourself a drink and join our true crime slumber party new episodes of true crime and cocktails drop every tuesday campfire 